0: Good morning, everybody. We've got a mixed trade in the grain markets here early on Thursday morning. It is 6.30 a.m. Central Time. December corn futures up one at 5.65. January soybeans down four and three quarters at 12.39 and a half. December Chicago wheat up four and three quarters at 785 and three quarters. December Kansas City wheat up three and a quarter at 794. December spring wheat is up three and three quarter cents at 1047 and three quarters. If you guys are listening on the podcast, appreciate it. If you're watching on YouTube, subscribe to the channel, like these videos. Turn on the notifications. uh, Help me to reach my goal of 5,000 subscribers. We're at about 3,100 as of this morning. Um, I know the the subscribers are out there. YouTube tells me that about half you guys who watch are not subscribed, so if you watch consistently, please hit that subscribe button do me a favor. If you need some additional assistance from me, guys, go to my website, www.standardgrain.com. Click on Grain Marketing Plan. Check out my subscription service, guys. Morning email, every business day. uh, Goes out right before I start these live streams. Text message service, my subscriber-only videos. Uh, there's a new video every day, every business day, and that's sent out via text message. Also via email in the morning, uh, any sort of consulting that you might need. This is a monthly subscription. You can cancel it at any time. If you're seeking some improvement in your grain marketing, if you want to know uh, why these markets are doing what they're doing, uh, this is all you will ever need. $49.99 a month. Cancel at any time. No other fee, no other obligation. We'll not try to sell you anything else. World food prices, hit a 10-year high uh, in October, according to the Food and Agricultural Organization. Uh, We are up 32% Year over year, in terms of world food prices, according to this index, the big culprits here, the things that have really risen—I mean, everything is up—but uh, the report cited wheat prices and global vegetable oil prices, in particular, as the the reason for the big rise. So this is, you know, largely due to to big crop issues when it comes to uh, like wheat in particular. Um, some people is some people will point to inflation. Um, I, I think there are actual supply and demand factors at play here certainly. But we're only like, I think, three and a half percent from the all time high from March 2011. And if this thing keeps going at at the rate that it's going, uh, we could very well be into all time highs when it comes to food prices globally. And again, I've discussed before how when you run into shortages, especially in in countries like say China, uh, or Russia or places like that, you can run into uh, export restrictions, you could run into stockpiling, all sorts of messy stuff that can be good, they can be bad, um, just different issues to deal with. So that's something uh, certainly worth monitoring here. And, uh, you know, it's interesting, they tell us the inflation rates like 5%. Well, global food prices are up 32%. Uh, Interesting stuff. Strength in US ethanol production continues. EIA reported weekly output of 1.107 barrels per day, the second best ever on record. Uh, Production was up 15% versus the same week last year, up 9% versus the same week in 2019. Uh, Production margins across the Corn Belt are very, very good. Ethanol stocks were up just marginally on the week, but ethanol stocks are the second lowest seasonally in five years. So demand for ethanol itself remains very good. Production margins are very good, and yet in uh, next week's USDA report, USDA will will very likely increase its projection for corn demand via ethanol, which is a positive. Gasoline demand is back to pre-COVID levels and has been for a while. There is some concern, and, and I suppose it's warranted concern, that if these gas prices keep rising, that demand for gasoline may be curbed at some point in time. And if that does happen, demand for ethanol will be curbed. We're not to that point yet. Uh, Do we ever get to that point? Um, I'm not sure, but the the trajectory of of gas prices, fuel prices, uh, still seems to be to the upside. More U.S. crop estimates emerge ahead of next week's USDA report. IHS Market, which uh, used to be Informa and a couple of other names. Uh, They pegged the U.S. corn yield at 178.7. That's about the highest number I've seen floating around. Uh, USDA was 176.5. So they're talking like a two-bushel increase or more uh, versus that October USDA estimate. Uh, They pegged the soybean yield at 51.5, which would be unchanged from uh, last month's USDA estimate. There was a Reuters poll of analysts, and they've got the average trade guess for the corn yield at 176.9. So only a bump of uh, four-tenths of a bushel, according to that uh, poll of, of several analysts. Uh, the U.S. soybean yield, according to those same analysts, uh, average trade guess 51.9. So they're looking for you know uh, a bump of about four-tenths of a bushel. So you— uh, may very well see some larger U.S. crop estimates in next week's report. I will talk about that report in a little bit more detail uh, when we get a little bit closer next week. Uh, in regard to weather here in the United States, I discussed yesterday that rains uh, will return next week, and that looks to be the case. This is the next seven days in terms of precipitation. You're going to see some light stuff um, across some of the corn melt here the next seven days, but when the rains really come in is like, um, say, the middle part of next week, uh, Wednesday into Thursday. and All of this rain on my. Map Here over um, a lot of Iowa, Missouri, Illinois, uh, Indiana, southern Wisconsin, Michigan, uh, parts of Ohio, this is all going to occur, or the vast majority of it, in the period from uh, Wednesday next week through the following uh, Tuesday or Wednesday, so definitely got some rain coming back, but you've still got a window here over the next, say, seven days, give or take, and some of that may be rain, some of that may be snow, I'm not sure exactly how the temperature is going to look, depends uh, on your location, of course. <clears throat> the strike at John Deere continues Deere called its latest offer to striking uh United Auto Workers uh, members its best and final. The workers, of course, on Tuesday, I believe uh, rejected John Deere's most recent offer. Deere said in a statement, we're focused on getting our employees back to work through an agreement. And as such, we're not ready to discuss detailed next steps, but all options are on the table. Uh, Deere did not say whether or not they would seek to replace these employees who are on strike. Uh, not any details there. Uh, the union, uh, United Auto Workers, they They said it's too early to comment on their next steps. They provided few details. So it it looked like as as recently as just a few days ago, this thing may be resolved and and it is not. The Fed will begin tapering monthly asset purchases later this month. Um, This was announced yesterday. It was not a surprise. The Fed currently buys a combination of U.S. treasuries and mortgage-backed securities totaling 120 billion dollars per month in order to support the economy and this talk of a taper a reduction in this monthly support this is has been widespread for months and months we knew this was coming Uh, the details are this on a monthly basis the fed will now begin reducing these purchases by 15 billion dollars in total they're going to do 10 billion less in treasuries 5 billion less in mortgage-backed securities so um, the, the goal here or, or the plan as of right now is that they're going to reduce by $15 billion per month. Interest rates left unchanged, of course. Uh, Fed Chair Jerome Powell said this in regard to inflation. Uh, he said he expects conditions pushing inflation to last well into next year. But then in the Fed statement, they're still using the word transitory. Uh, the Fed stressed that they are not on a preset course. They will adjust policy if necessary. So the big question to me here is... Uh, If the S&P dumps like 10% next week, uh, does this tapering continue that would be that would be my question because um, uh, they're very much concerned about the economy about the labor force um, I I don't know exactly if, if this is going to continue for months and months or if if things turn south in a hurry because of a COVID resurgence or whatever uh, do we go back the other way I'm, I'm not sure but that's the way they're going right now interest rates still no real change in, in the trades thoughts there uh, sometime late in 2022 probably uh, the time for your first rate hike uh, the feds taper. Clearly not a surprise that the Dow, the S&P, the NASDAQ, the Russell, again, all posted fresh all-time highs yesterday. The U.S. dollar is marginally higher this morning, but it's still in the same trading range that it's been in. Bonds finished yesterday with minimal losses. So uh, based on the action in those markets, I mean, the the stock market liked it and uh, the dollar was largely unchanged. Export sales this morning at 730. uh, Corn sales expected 700 to 1.4. Bean sales, 1 million to 2 million. Wheat sales, 180 to 500,000. Cattle market had a really nice day yesterday. Fat cattle up more than a dollar across the board, feeder cattle market up a dollar, uh, more than 2 dollars in some of these contracts. Uh, not a ton of cash trade, but asking prices kind of moving uh, toward that 130 mark, so cash trade improving. The uh, boxed beef market was up yesterday. In the outside markets this morning, the US dollar is, is up to uh, I guess I'd call it sharply higher almost. S&P's up 6, the Dow's down 8, gold's up 17 bucks, uh, bonds off a little bit. Crude oil is up a dollar 64 at 82.50 and the December WTI. Everybody have a great day today. I'll talk to you guys same time tomorrow.